Thanks for tuning in to LGR Reviews on the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we cover movies, TV, video games, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. What is up? What is up, everybody? Uh, me and Dagan here. We're going to be talking about The Last of Us. Uh, hold on. We got a little reverb, Dagan. It's, I'm coming through your speakers. Just let you know. I guess. Well, yeah, just like uh, we normally have whenever Ferris is trying to play the game, we have hiccups because he can't live long enough to get to the section that we're supposed to get to. But with that being said, before we ever get started, this is our Last of Us review uh, for uh, episode five. And before we get started, we want to always start with thanking the Patreons and everybody from anybody from the Hambones Heroes all the way up to the LGR execs. Thank you guys personally for uh, letting us do what we do because it does take a little bit of work and uh, dedication. And some of the people behind the scenes uh, need to get paid for that hard work and dedication. And uh, just thank these guys for being able to do that. The more and more that we grow, the more and more better we can uh, and more stuff that we can do and creative things we can do. Uh, with what we have. So just thank you guys for everything that y'all have done for us uh, until this point. But with uh, that being said, uh, we've got Dagan with us and we're going to be talking about the uh, last of us episode five. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let Dagan go with uh, dude. What did you think about uh, episode five? Well, is my, is my reverb still there or is my sound good? Is it a little better? It sounds a little better. Okay. Yeah. We, I had this, I figured out I had this the other night with blokes of wrestling as well. It comes with the, the toll of filming the episode literally in the set of uh, on set of the last of us uh, right now. It's a very post-apocalyptic backdrop here in my garage, but dude, I love this show. This show is, we're about halfway through season one, just over halfway through. There's nine episodes. This was episode five and I don't know how, but it somehow keeps getting better. Like, once you, you know you get to an episode like oh that, they're they're not going to top this one and then they do with episode five, uh, I think that this show has the potential to go down in the history books as like not just as what many people are saying the greatest uh, video game to to screen adaptation ever, but also one of the best seasons of television. Period. Like putting it up there with you know Game of Thrones, uh, Lost you know, walking dead, all these shows that have, have kind of cemented themselves breaking bad in the history books of great television. Uh, this to me is, is up there already. And we're not even, you know, at the end of season one, I was going to say that I would like, remember we did our Andor reviews. I was like, I got to wait till the end of the season to determine whether or not I think it's the best star Wars, Disney plus show. And then at the end of it, I was like, okay, yes, it is. But with this show, with The Last of Us, like I'm already saying it's it's up there for me. But what about you? What did you think of this episode? No, nah, man, I think it was like uh, super duper great uh, and super good. Like, just to be honest with you, this whole uh, show's been uh, super good with uh, what it's been doing. Uh, like I said, it's it's showing to me still showing love to the game. 
although there are changes like in this episode uh sam the little brother's deaf he's not deaf in the game but i think it adds something to the story that they were trying to pull off in the actual show like that kind of stuff was going on and i don't mind any of the things that they've changed because like the plot of the game the plot of the story still goes like episode three they got the truck uh this episode we still got the ending pretty much shot for shot uh with uh the actual video game that happened exactly we got there a little differently but not very much differently and i think it was like super cool how we got there it was super cool seeing it on the screen i do agree as you can see behind me, I got two banners hanging up behind me from uh, the Game of Thrones. Uh, one of my favorite shows. It's, it's not one of my. It's it's my favorite show of all time. Uh, period. Game of Thrones uh, throughout the whole entire thing. Loved it. And uh, the House of Dragons. So I'm putting that all in one lump thing there because it's basically the same kind of story uh, done by the same company and everything else. I think that's one of the uh, greatest shows of all time. I actually think so far this show right here is becoming one of the greatest shows of all time like i don't you, if you uh love the games of course like there's probably going to be some minor nitpicks and stuff that you have like oh they changed this and changed that and maybe you don't like it i actually feel sorry for the cats that like can't put aside uh the video game and the show and love the yeah. show for what it is just because they have to like yeah just because they have to complain because something didn't happen exactly like in the yeah. game like i don't i don't understand why anybody would want to see something exactly like the game because you've already seen the game. Like if you love the game that much, why do you want to just see it done exactly the same way again? So like, I just don't get that to a certain point. I don't get any of the hatred that comes from that. Uh, I know that like uh, be, when the series started the first few episodes, there was a little bit of issues that some of the game lovers had with say like Joel and Ellie's like relationship based on the game and in the show. I kind of agreed a little bit. Like, I think it was a little bit of a nitpick, but you hadn't let them like simmer. You haven't let them like really get into the, the, you know, the stew of the matter, right? Like just get in there and get mixed together and be able to play off each other more. And I think these last couple of episodes, Ellie and Joel being able to spend more time together, their characters has kind of congealed together, right? Like, and now it feels a lot more like the game kind of characters, but it was like, man, you didn't even give them enough time to really sit back and, and start getting that like cohesion together before you started complaining. And that's one of the things that like I saw that I was like, man, let's let some time. I actually think that Ramsey has done super great as the job of Ellie so far, uh, especially in these last couple of episodes where her character has grown. Her character has grown with Joel as well. I love the fact that we've gotten to see that and, and feel that. Now, I will say uh, going into like the next kind of thing here is that uh, we this episode right here, we uh, get like where. We have uh, the last episode, we got the introduction of Henry and Sam at the very end. They had like, um, you know, the guns pointed at them and everything else. In this episode, we got to actually follow these two characters from the time that the insurrection happened, right? Until the time that we yeah. see Joel and Ellie together. And I really thought this was a really nice touch on this episode, being able to live with the two brothers, kind of like they did in the first episode. We lived with Sarah. We got to live with her, right? We got to like, uh, see her in everyday life so it got us more emotional when something happened and in this episode they did the same kind of thing where they let us see uh henry and sam right like and, and what kind of people they are building up to the point to where we got to the end of the episode but how did you like these two characters the actors and all the stuff that we got to see with these two brothers yeah this was cool so uh, by the way viewers note here uh we ferris uh, could not uh, make it past a certain point in the game 
He just kept getting killed over and over and over and over and over again, as you have seen. So uh, he's a little bit behind, and the episode dropped a little early this week as well. So um, we're doing something a little bit different here today where we're kind of like talking about uh, the episode as the scene plays over there in the background. But we do have a little bit of the game that we're going to check out as well towards the end. But um, yeah, I thought that these characters were done really well. And I guess there was a, a little bit of a deviation uh, with Sam where he is not hearing impaired in the game, but he is in the show. And I actually think that kind of added to it a little bit because it made sort of the uh, relationship between him and Henry a, that much more kind of, you know, I, I don't know if important is the right word, but like, you know, uh, he, he, he kind of has to live off Henry a little bit more than maybe he would have in the game because, you know, the sign language and everything and not being able to hear the danger, basically. So I like that kind of element to it. There was some great, like, characterization layers going on in this episode, and particularly, like, with these characters and sort of the, you know, as the game, as or as the show progresses, you find out why they're going after Henry the way that they are, you know, um, and, and what that sort of backstory was where he killed the, you know, the brother of, uh, Kathleen, I think is the, the name of the, the character. And, uh, you know, the, there, it was kind of a, a mix up, but it was, it was one of those things where like, you know, um, so there's some complexity there. And uh, I liked how it was done. And yes, very tragic and heartbreaking as we'll sort of get to. Yeah, as we just saw, like in the clip playing behind us, I don't have the sound on, but you saw it. It was like one of the things yeah, that I thoroughly enjoyed. Either. Yeah, one of the things <laughs> that I thoroughly enjoyed about this was like when you add like that, that, that Sam's character is deaf, like, you know, now the brother really has to protect him. Like he would have had to protect him anyway just because of his age, but he super has to protect him and help him. Right, if that's he's what like I was, deaf, right? Because he can't yeah. hear what's going yeah. on. He needs to have help. He needs someone there to even like interact with others because like not everybody knows sign language and stuff like that. I love the little like etch a sketch style book that he thing that he had. I remember those things from a long time ago. Uh, that was a pretty cool throw in. But I just love the fact that these two characters had to like rely on each other even more. So this is one of those changes from like the game that I actually love the fact that they threw into the show because you wouldn't have normally thought about yeah. it. But if you do that. Man, and let me tell you something. I gotta give the boy because he's actually deaf. The 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 boy who plays Sam in the show is actually deaf. He actually knows all the sign language and stuff for real because he has to live that life every day. But he did an amazing job with like his facial expressions, all the stuff that he did, the way he signed just then. You know what yeah. I'm saying? All these things that were going on during this show. Like I gotta give that boy some props, but yes, I love the characters. I love the buildup. I love the fact that they gave us more time with these characters and let us see some of the ins and outs, some of the way they acted and stuff like that. But yes, uh, this whole show, you learn that basically that uh, the brother Henry, uh, you know, he, he didn't really kill uh, her brother, but he like set him up, basically gave him up so that he could get medicine for his younger brother that also had, not only was he deaf, but he also had leukemia. And there, obviously during yeah. a time like this, you can't just go get that medicine off the shelf or whatnot. Right. So like you have to like, really do some special thing or get super lucky to find this medicine and they did have some of the medicine didn't have a lot of it he had to do something big to be able to get that medicine so he like turned her brother in to be able to do that 
And I just thought that even added to the story. It was like, oh man, dude, like he was in this tough spot because like I look at it as not my brother, but like my son, if he was in that situation and was in this time, like what I would do to do anything I could to like save his life. And I would, I'd do anything I could possibly like, and it involves possibly doing some shitty things. What Henry did, and he admits it in the episode, is pretty shitty. Like, he shouldn't have done that. That's something that you shouldn't do as a person, no matter what. And he still did it. I probably would have made the same decision that he made. Like, yeah, it's yeah. crap decision. But, like, man, no way to, no way to go. Like, do you let your, like, in my case, son die? Or for and sacrifice, basically sacrifice someone else's life? for that but you can also like talk yourself into the fact that like oh man they won't kill him they'll just have him captured he'll be like in a prison cell you know something like that maybe they just won't go off and like uh murder the guy or whatever that's what they ended up doing but like you could talk yourself like okay maybe they won't do this and maybe they won't do that but i just love the dichotomy for between uh these two uh actors actually you know what i'm saying like that was actually a really super good job and 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 they they're one yeah. of those they didn't take time to be able to like seem like they were brothers in real life like it was almost immediate you got to like really see these two characters uh come together and become brothers on screen almost immediately that's one of the things that i loved about this episode as well yeah the actor that played sam is deaf in real life as you're talking about but uh, the other actors were not so that's kind of interesting they all had to kind of learn it um if you watch the <clears throat> post episode making of stuff they kind of talk about that a little bit but um yeah, I thought all the stuff that they kind of added was really good to, to the characters. And, you know, I was talking about, like, character <clears throat> layers and kind of depth. It's kind of interesting how this show... I think you can you can look at it like the lines are kind of blurred sometimes when it comes to people's survival in this type of post-apocalyptic world. So it's almost like, can you even call certain characters good guys or bad guys, you know? Because they're they're all sort of... They all kind of have their own motives and reasons for survival. You know what I mean? And it's you have like to live in the gray. You've got to live yeah. in the gray in this type of world. You can't be all good. You can't be all bad. Either one of those could cause your demise, right? Like, I think you do have to live in the gray area. So that's a pretty good point. Yeah, I think so. And I think that the show is kind of showing that, you know, especially with someone like Joel. Like, you can tell Joel is somebody that's probably done some pretty messed up stuff, you know, in this, in this world, but there's like, there's a reason for it. There's a reason for everybody's decision. Yeah. You're going to have some scummy ass people running around doing some awful, awful shit. But like it, it, at the end of the day, people are just people and they're all just trying to survive for different reasons, you know? And so that's, that's kind of an interesting thing to look at it. Like the morality of it all like, is, is really well done. This show uh, has some of the best writing I've seen in, in a television show in quite some time, the way that they're all able to kind of, uh, yeah. kind of make it all work, you know? The biggest thing here is, is, is this. A lot of game adaptions, whether it be shows, whether it be like in the big screen at the movie theater or whatever, fails a lot for a couple of reasons. One of them is because you have a director that comes in and wants to make it their own completely. So they want to change almost everything you know, like make it like super, like change the plot and stuff like that. Right. Like, but that's not what you need to do. What you need to do whenever you're doing something like this is exactly what this show is doing. Yes. Make changes, but make changes for the better. 
You know what I'm saying? Like you can't make changes that are even. You can't like you, you have to make changes for the better. And I think they've hit a home run with that. Like when they uh, make a change, like, for instance, in the game, you can't sit here and see all these stories and stuff that they can tell on the show. So like the Bill and Frank. They didn't like change anything there. They were it, it was known that they were gay, right? So like everybody knew that. In the game, you don't see that story, but like you're not gonna want to see that story because you're wanting to play a game. You're not wanting to watch a movie or you're not watching a show. You're playing a game. So like this is something in the show that they could do. They showed us them two characters and everything else. Also, the biggest thing that I think that's like kind of crazy, and they've done it well because it. I didn't even think about this until like my drive home after work to be able to come here and do the review is that this show, sometimes things get repeated too much and you're like, okay, whatever, man, the boy who cried wolf kind of stuff. But if you think about this, Dagan, like the first episode, they gave us Sarah by the end of that episode, almost in the second episode, right there at the very end, they took her away. Right. They gave us tests in the second episode. By the third episode, she was taken away. In the third episode, they Tell gave us the time. truck. Yeah, yeah. In the third episode, they gave us the truck. They gave us the truck, and they took At it the away. At the beginning of the fourth yeah. episode, yeah, they took it away, right? And they also gave us, like you just said, Bill and Franken took it away. Yeah. In the fourth episode, uh, as we're moving forward, but in the fourth episode, the truck's taken away, right? Right. In the but fifth the episode. Henry in the fourth Sam. episode, we're introduced. Yeah, in the fourth episode, inter- take them away. Yeah, fourth yeah. episode, very right. end, we get introduced to two new characters, and in the fifth episode, they're taken away. Right. Yeah. So like, but they do it so well that like I didn't notice it. Normally, I'd notice that kind of stuff going on in the show, and I'd be like, man, this is way too repetitive. Like they're trying to pull the same trick, but the way it's done in the world that mm-hmm. they built, like you did, I didn't even notice that until that point. But so but what did they give us in of, this episode that they're t- going to take away in the next one? I think that ends now. I think that ends now because it now might. it's going to be these it two might. characters, right? I think it's going to be these two characters that we're going to be following for the rest of the time. We may have a flashback to the time. I think what may happen in the next episode is that as they're on their journey, right? Because they got a long journey to go still to get to Wyoming. I actually think we're going to be with these two characters a little bit more, let them congeal just a little bit more and get closer a little bit more. We're going to uh, possibly get down the road a little further. She's going to open up finally because of the things that's happened that they've shared so far. She's going to tell Joel like how she had hurt someone before because she like foreshadowed that a couple of episodes ago. And I think we are going to have a flashback to the downloadable content where you actually get to see Ellie's character and how she got harmed for the first time and how she, you know, basically got bit, whatever, scratched, got the actual virus, but then like her body was able to stop it somehow. Like we're going to learn how that happened, I think, possibly in the next episode uh, coming forward. And then I think we got some other characters at the very end of the episode that's might might going to show their face because we are episode Mm -hmm. five in. We've only got four more episodes. So it's uh, we'll see. Uh, But, you know, next episode may just be a journey, right? It may be the uh, Lord of the Rings episode where we just see them walk (laughs) and interact and have fun times together. So we'll see like what happens between here and there. But that's what I think that possibly may happen. Uh, these interwoven stories. I love it. I love the fact that we go back. We got the last episode and then we go back and we like they all these details they were able to put in and mix together. Uh, they didn't have to show us any more of like those uh, people that took out the uh, 
the the federale whatever the heck they i always mess up the name but like the federalist or whatever they're called like fedra uh, yeah. They, yeah yeah fedra they didn't have to show us any more of that fedra camp and what happened there and they did and i love it because it brings even more to the story and that's how you adapt things man like you don't change the story you can add to it and you can make slight changes because it's 2020 vision right like the guy who created the game and wrote the story he didn't think like uh Dagan, is it, there is it 20, got some of is it 2023 vision now yeah Sorry. maybe but here goes the deal though like man that was a dad joke but it actually kind of fits because we got all the dad jokes going on in the at last episode but the thing though Dagan, is what i want to say here is that like it is kind of a 2020 vision where we did see like the making of this episode and like why they made certain changes and stuff like that and one of them was the boy uh the younger brother being deaf and it was like the creator was like, man, why didn't I think of that to begin with? That would have been a really cool part to have in the story, right? It doesn't change the story. It changes that character a little bit, but does it harm the character? The character can still talk. This character still communicates and says a lot of the things for the game. There is a lot of dialogue in this episode straight from the game, right? Like, so that's pretty cool with it. And even though the kid was deaf, he was still able to like put that stuff in the show. He was still able to communicate it. So what kind of change does it really change the story? Uh, at least makes it even. And it doesn't definitely make it worse. But at end, it may even make the story better and more enriching yeah. that that was going on. So like, yeah, man, like really love that. Really love the storytelling in this episode. But uh, I'm fitting to bring up something else here to play in the background while we talk. Uh, yeah. This had one of the best action scenes, zombie style action yeah. scenes, especially in a show. Because, like, one of the things that I love about The Last of Us and I loved about The Walking Dead at first, it was all about the greater evil of the zombies, right? Yeah, you are going to run into camps of people that are bad people, and I get that, and that's fine. But when the show kind of throws your main character, which is the zombies, to the side, you know what I'm saying? And they become, like, a side plot every now and then. Like, I just got tired of it and didn't want to watch it anymore. In this yeah. show so far... Every bit, even when they don't have the clickers or anything like that, they're the danger is still there always. It's still a big plot point of the show, right? Like, and this is one of the things that's in there. But like, dude, as far as filming, I would almost say in movies, like this is one of the uh, cooler scenes. I'd say uh, from any of that, uh, to be perfectly honest, is uh, right here. So like, they're trying to get away, they get trapped. Yeah. We have the sniper. Yeah, we have the sniper guy. That they had to take care of earlier because yeah. that that happens in the game as well. Exactly That's in the game, he's up in the house. But oh my god, look at that! Dude. Look at all that. And this we found Woo. out was actually actors. These were actors that came out and did this. The only thing CGI in here is the big bloater that shows up in a few minutes. Oh, like, oh my god, cool. dude! That's cool. Let's look yeah, at man. it, man. You know what? This is beautiful. you know what's great about this show is that it's a slow burn, like. At times, I felt like this episode, it was like a lot of them moving around and trying to figure out what's going on with Sam and Henry. And then there's like this, it, the action happens and it starts to build. And then you have the showdown between the humans and Henry. And then like, oh, but there's the bigger looming threat of the freaking uh, clickers and runners. And then, of course, the bloater. And like, okay, now it, it, we need to stop like shooting at each other. And turn our attention to these fuckers that are just nonstop. Yeah. Oh man. So I love that. I, I love how it's it's like um, it starts off here, and then at the end, by the end of the episode, you're up here, just like at the edge of your seat, you know. And then you got this little kid 
one in the back seat. That's horrifying. You know, like what happens to children when they turn? Like, ooh. oh, by the way, by the way, I hate to interrupt you, but by the way, this is something I'm glad I didn't forget. Uh, the gentleman that is playing, like, um, oh, get Papa, that, that gentleman right there with the gun that starts trying to yeah. shoot the bloater right here. That character is actually the voice actor for the brother of Joel's character in the game. Interesting. So they, brought that, okay. they brought that voice actor in to play this role, and he did a damn good job too. He did a damn good job. He did amazing. Tommy. Like, yeah, Tommy from the game. So, like, he voices Tommy in the game, but he's Holy actually crap. this character in the show. So they gave this guy a role, and he bangs it out of the park. He's trying yeah, to do he's whatever. Like, man, he's going to get his right, head ripped just off. As much as I can, and then. Bro, oh, he gets his he head ripped off, bro. Off. Head ripped off. This is, like, what I want to call <laughs> artistic in a way that is super cool. It is beautiful chaos. Oh, there are so oh, many things terrifying. going on. So many things going on here. Joel, like I said, having to take care of the sniper like he does in the game. Joel trying to do like save Ellie's life here by being becoming ah! a sniper himself to save her life. That actually, happens directly, that actually happens directly from the game. This is one of those uh, things. It's like that the is ring. Just awesome. the, the ring. Amazing. Yeah. The 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 ground opening up and these things coming out like we saw earlier. Uh this is right here a terrifying scene. Like, and Joel notices that yeah. like, he's going to try to save these people. Like, he, he wouldn't want to make that decision. Like, he's passed by people that needed help, like in the first episode and in the game. He does that in the game, too. So he wouldn't normally want to make that decision, but he knows Ellie's going to. So then oh, he's there. Yeah. He's trying to he's trying Look to at help this. Ellie. Right here. Uh, get right to here is where fucking uh Sam gets bit. It happens real so quick. That, you don't even see it, but then yeah, I'll, I love the we get to that later. Yeah, I love the fact that, like, the knife thing there, the knife play that Ellie does is something that they do in the game. They sneak up behind yep. these clickers and all that Try stuff. I, that's ex exactly <laughs> from the game. Like, hit the button, boom, you hit them in the neck, uh, basically cutting their artery or whatever, Try I guess. Them. You take them out. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, uh, this is the scene of uh, this oh, character she gets right here. Absolutely that, yeah. Yeah, what she that? Oh, out. my God. It's just, just crazy. Just crazy how fast and stuff like that. But, yeah, man, that's some uh, – that, that's some awesome, amazing stuff right there that we got to see, like, in the show. Uh, but, yeah, I just wanted to show some of that because, like, it is, like, just beautiful chaos. It's one of the best things yeah. I've seen, like, in the zombie genre. Uh, even compared to some of the things that God rest his soul, George A. Romero, one of my favorite directors of all time. I was uh, thinking creator, about George A. Romero today. The creator, yeah, the, the creator of, like... Uh, zombie films galore and everything else. Yeah, man, I don't. He probably wasn't the first oh, one, geez. but he's the one that made it famous. The Night of the Living Dead. We all remember mm -hmm. that black and white, uh, creepy as hell, and everything else. But like, ah, man, I want to pay homage to that guy. We owe all of this to him. Like, if it wasn't for George Romero, the original Night of the Living Dead, we wouldn't have The Walking Dead. We wouldn't have The Last of Us. We wouldn't have, uh, you know, I Am Legend. Probably there's a bunch of stuff like Zombie Land, even. You know, this whole zombie kind of craze that we went through in, like, the late to early 2000s, which is where Last of Us fit in. The game originally, 2013, it was, like, probably, like, from about the, uh, like, 07, 08 until, like, when Walking Dead started to sort of decrease in popularity. Uh, we had, we went to this, feels like, like a zombie craze, and we're still kind of feeling the effects of it. But we wouldn't have had any of that if it wasn't for those original George A. Romero kind of uh, ideas. So, um, 
Yeah, you, you bring up a good point. I was just thinking about that earlier today as well, uh, Justin. That's I'm glad you brought it up because I would have probably been too stoned to remember. So, <laughs> yeah, but like straight up 100%, man, this is right. Uh, just been amazing uh, episode throughout. We got some of the best action. We got good storytelling with the two brothers. And then we get to the end where it happens Ooh. almost shot for shot like the video game. We get the two brothers. Uh, everybody seems to be cool. Joel's even like saying that they could join them on their trip to Wyoming. Everything looks hunkadory. Oh, man, we're going to get to uh, follow not just two characters now with Ellie and Joel. We get to like actually follow four characters. And, and it's like a perfect match of this two brothers and then this guy who's uh taken basically the father role of this girl you know that he didn't know not that long ago but like he was a father right and there was a key moment in this episode that where uh henry actually realizes he says like i know you're not her father but i know you were a father before of someone right and that was a big point like that was a great like slow burn build kind of like just man building up like the emotion and stuff for what happens later on and one yeah. of the things we're going to do is show some of the uh, actual gameplay uh, towards the end of this episode. Because like you just said, yes. Sam gets bit in the altercation. It happens really fast. You can't barely see it. But like if you pay attention, mm -hmm. you do see it. Sam's bit, which means obviously he's going to turn into one of the things. But uh, what I want to share with us today is uh, while we're doing this is uh, some of the uh, gameplay. Of right of what's going on like what happens in the game and as you see right here starting out there's literally dialogue taken dialogue taken where they actually say the exact same things in the game that they do from the show which is just yeah. amazing and think about it when game of thrones was at its best it was when it was taking the dialogue straight from the book when it was the original source and that's something that's happening in this like video game adaption i feel too is that this right here is happening they're taking dialogue from you know the game and when they do it's at the beautiful moments it's cool that like not everything is word for yeah. word because you know what like i said yeah. 2020 hindsight's 2020 we see the thing but right here like i said you see their interaction and you, you right now and you're talking about like uh you know do you become a monster uh if you become the monster is any of you left they're talking about that right. stuff like they do in the show uh right here as part of this uh but yeah man like the the last part of this episode it's just uh, gut wrenching because they show you these two brothers for a longer period of time than what they did before. So, like, I just think it's awesome and amazing. But what do you think, Dave? Yeah, this this was a, a heartbreaking scene for sure. I, it, it's one of those things where, like, you know, they, these two characters sort of they start forming a bond, and you start getting a little too attached to the characters, you know. And anytime that happens in one of these kind of shows, I always go, "That's that's bad news." Like, somebody's gonna die, whether it's the you know. Sam or Henry, like one of them is going to go. And if you haven't played the game, you don't know if you have is, is just as devastating. But I, the only thing they added, which was, I found kind of interesting is like, as you see here, she has the conversation with him and then she says, good night. She doesn't know that he's bit in the game here. Uh, he shows her or in the, the show, as opposed to the game, he shows her the bite and she goes through this whole thing of like, Maybe I can save you because the cure might be in my blood. And then she gets a little bit of the blood and she tries to wave it. You know, she tries to put it on his his wound. And of course, doesn't work. So it's just like one of those added things of like, you see Ellie with the comic book. She wants to be a hero, you know, and this is great. This is like this part of it, at least, is pretty this much is shot. shot. 
Yeah, shot for um, shot. He shoots in Joel just like he does in the show. Yeah. Uh, all that stuff's happening and occurring. And now you see, like, oh, my God. Like, he's already like, oh, crap. What did I, no, do? Like, yeah. I just killed. Man, he just killed his brother, man. How devastating is that, right? And you don't know what he's going through. His mind's going crazy right now and stuff. And everything. And Joel's like, all right, man, just give me the gun yeah. and everything. Like, but, yeah, it's for almost, He's like, there's, there's nothing we could have done, you know. Ah, man. And look on Joel's face. A lot of people like to say that Joel was like this very emotionless, uh, like, uh, you know, person in some cases or whatever. But you saw right there in that clip that even in the game, like he was devastated by that. That hurt him that Henry did what he just did. Right. Like that took something else from him. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I just disagree with some of the people that are out there. It's like, oh man, Joel was like this stone cold and everything else. Like, why are they trying to soften him up for the show? He was more, yeah, maybe he's a little softer throughout this show than he was in the game, but like, who cares? Like, he's still devastating. He still makes a decision. He's still ruthless when he needs to be, even in the show. So, like, I totally agree with these character choices and stuff like that. But like I said, man, two great characters, two great actors was introduced in this show at the very end of last episode, and then we got to live with them in this episode. I'm glad that I have went on this journey and got to see them. Yeah, of course, it breaks your heart a little more. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because like you got to live with him a little bit, but that's part of it, right? And you got part the attitude of, of like him get having the leukemia and being deaf and all this stuff. It's just it makes it that much more impactful, though. I think when once they yes. finally go. Listen, when you go and watch any kind of entertainment, whether it be a show, whether it be a movie on the big screen, it doesn't matter which one's which. When you go and do those things, you're going there for a reaction. You're going there for some kind of emotional tug, right? Whether it just pure breaks your heart whether it horrifies you, yeah. whether it like gets you fist pumping because the hero comes back out of nowhere and gets a win, you know, like a Rocky movie, you know, which we're doing the reviews over here on the channel for like the older movies leading up to the new movie coming out. But like, no matter what it is, it leads to you having some kind of emotion, right? Whether it be like a very positive thing or like even a sad thing, right? But like, sometimes it's good to see those sad things because it reminds you like what's yeah. important. Like this show has the action. This show has like these, this storytelling genius of like showing you like basically what's really important, right? Like, and what kind of decisions can be made in the crappiest of circumstances and what people can become, you know, like when they're given put in certain situations, it's kind of like, uh, reminds me of the, uh, comic book, uh, in Batman, like, uh, the last laugh, I think it's called the, uh, main characters like the Joker. And basically he puts people in the position of, Anybody becomes bad when they are put in certain positions and everything. And that's the the story of it, right, of that particular story. And that's what's happening here is like you put people in positions like this. You can't be all good and you can't be all bad. You have to be somewhere in between. The hardest part is being able to pick what that in between is and how to live and be smart about it. That's why a lot of people will ultimately fail if something like this were to actually occur in real life. Because if you're too good, you're too nice, you're too good-hearted, you die. Yeah. You're too evil, you die. Right? Mm-hmm. You have to be in the middle somewhere to survive. You have to be that person yeah. that can be able to choose where your line is and stay on that line, but not right. be one way or the other. You can't be too far left, can't be too far right, because either way, you're not going to be here no more whether it's because you're too evil and people and people come and get you, not even the creatures, the people come and get you. Are you too good? And the people get you as well. Or the creatures get you, 
whether it doesn't matter, but like somewhere in the middle is that fine line because you have to have friendships. You have to have camaraderie. You have to have uh, people with you to survive, but you have to know like where to draw that line and what kind of people to have around you. That's going to be a big skill whenever something like this happens. But yeah, man, uh, we got this. We saw the, the, the burial. I think it was cool. They showed Joel and them spending the time to like do the burial thing and everything. Ellie leaves a little notepad on there on the gravesite saying she's sorry because she thought her blood could possibly like uh, cure him just by like her touching his wound with, with her bloody hand that she had cut her hand uh, trying to help the kid. It obviously didn't work because that's not how blood transfusions work, but it makes sense for this character, Ellie, who hasn't grown up in the regular world to think maybe that could work, right? Like she doesn't understand how that stuff, she doesn't understand like a, a, like a doctor does, right? That like, no, you would have to do some kind of blood transfusion or something like that, uh, possibly to be able to have something like that work. But she doesn't get that and doesn't understand it. It makes sense for her character not. Her character didn't even know what a seatbelt was a couple episodes ago and everything else because she's lived in this world like after post-apocalyptic, like she was born after everything with the shit and everything else. So like, it's pretty crazy to see someone have to grow up in, on this side, you know, uh, it's weird if you grow up in a normal world and then everything goes to like this kind of deal, but it's even weirder for you not to ever even been born in the world beforehand. And you've had to live only your life, like inside of a world like this. But, uh, any last thoughts, Dagan, as we get out of here? Yeah. Um, you brought up the performances. I think both Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey are absolutely knocking it out of the park as Joel and Ellie. And I think they just get better and better as the show progresses and I'm loving their chemistry and where it's at right now. And you mentioned Pedro and some of his facial expressions uh, and Joel in the game as well. But the one in particular where they're talking about him being a dad and he, he doesn't even have to say it. He just says it in his facial expressions, you know, and, and confirms to uh, to Henry that that was the case. So I love that. Um, I loved this episode. I it's between this and the the Bill and Frank episode in terms of like which one's my favorite so far. Like this this one might be uh, at the top of the list. It just it was like kind of the complete package of what I want in these kinds of episodes. And you know, whereas the Bill and Frank stuff, as I had posted a short about this, and I, I talked about it a little bit on the show, but um, I didn't find that episode sad. Like I didn't get super emotional when I was watching it. Cause it is really like, if you think about it, a happy story, ultimately, you know, they found love, they found each other and they grow old and they die. You know, that's like, that's, you know, kind of what you want in life. Right. This with Henry and Sam was very tragic and very emotional and very sad. And if you kind of compare the two that way, uh, yeah, the, this one, you know, especially I think, someone like you that has kids probably could easily get emotional watch right. this and very, very, very tragic. And yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a tough one, but it's essential in the story. And I think is going to no spoilers for this, the game and anything, but I think it's going to drastically affect our main characters moving forward. This is a very vital inciting incident uh, for them as characters. That's all I'll say. So, Two thumbs up. This is like a, probably a 10 out of 10 episode for me. Loved it. I'm going to say this uh, real quick is uh, if you look at the story of Henry and Sam, you have this brother that loves his brother, right? Not everybody does that. Not every sibling loves each other like these two uh, brothers did, right? Like there's a lot of problems, sometimes strife, competitive, whatever, you know, like 
you know, who's the favorite from the parents and that bull crap, right? Gets like rushed into the middle of a lot of sibling. You had that sibling rivalry. That's why that's the same. These two brothers loved each other. And for him to do everything that he possibly could to save his brother's life, to accommodate him through the world, being deaf during a time like this is like devastating and hard to do. To like do what he could, even becoming a bad person himself, like he says in the episode of turning an innocent man in so that he ultimately gets killed so that he could save his brother's life from leukemia. Right. He did all of that. All of that to save that brother's life, to save Sam. And ultimately, Sam dies anyway. And when you realize what you did, see, when he pulls that trigger of that gun, I don't think he's just thinking about the fact that he shot his brother. Yeah, that's devastating as well. And that probably was the catalyst that made him pull the trigger ultimately. But the yeah, biggest what's, thing what's, here is. What's left to live for after that? You know, the, really. the biggest thing here is, though, is it's not just that, man. You can live with killing your brother when you realize he became one of the monsters. But he realized how big of a monster he was when he made mm. the decision. How can you live with to yourself? Give up a, to give up an innocent man mm. that ultimately died to save your brother. He realized that he couldn't escape fate. He realized that like probably something out there is going to happen to him even worse than what just happened to his little brother because of the decisions he's made in life. And he didn't want to have to face that. And he pulled the trigger. Yeah. That's a very, very, very tragic story, a very tragic ending. And I'm going to tell you yeah. this. This is why this is one of the best shows possibly. You know, we got to let it land. We got to see the ending. Yeah. But this possibly could be one of the best shows of all time, because if you think about it in five episodes, we seen one of the best like zombie kind of action things in a show out of one of those five. We've seen probably the best love story that's going to be told this year in one episode already in this show. A love story. Love, in the middle of all this. Ever told. In the middle of all this chaos. Television show. But in yeah. the middle of all this chaos. One of the best love stories ever told. Like yeah. possibly ever told, but definitely Period. probably going to be told this year. Uh, probably in the last couple of years. It, anyway, we, we weren't going to get into that ranking. But one of the best love stories at least you'll probably see. And I'm talking about for the less. This is way too early prediction but i'm making it anyway because i feel pretty confident this is the best love story that you will see all year in an episode of this show all right and in the middle of all that pure terrifying like in episode two when we have the clickers for the first time the sounds the noise you know how you're going to be able to combat these things the first time you see them just the terrifying like of it all in one show action some comedy a love story horrifying this horrifying tales all of that's mixed into one show you you get everything that you want out of one thing and that's why it's possibly going to be one of the best shows if not this year one of the best shows of all time but that's that's what i gotta say uh yeah. about this one overall I, yeah one last quick thought i just had is that yeah, I mentioned like not having kids, right? But what I do have is I have brothers, and I, I would, you know, do anything for them in this kind of world. You know what I mean? Like I, I would. That's that's what makes it also so tragic is you put yourself in Henry's shoes and you go, what, what I do? Would I sell somebody out to have them get killed to then try to save my brother and then he also dies? It's like it's unfathomable, man. So, yeah. Well, that's with that me. being said. 
that's going to be the end of the episode. Thank you guys for hanging out, especially those that hung out to the very end. Thank you, Patreons, again for everything that you do uh, for us. And until next time, subscribe. Peace. Yep. And until next time, peace. Mm-hmm.